Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM, Fight Nation, channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. SummerSlam week is here. Join myself and WWE Hall of Famer Mark Henry at the Rec Room in Toronto, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern for our live SummerSlam pre-show on Sunday. The Rec Room is just steps away from the Scotiabank Arena, the site of SummerSlam, or you can hear the show live on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. On today's podcast, WWE Hall of Famer Bully Ray and I break down the go-home SmackDown before SummerSlam and talk to a returning Hall of Famer with a big task at hand in our hometown of Toronto on Sunday. Another wrinkle on the Roman Reigns saga on SmackDown as Daniel Bryan's partner Rowan is implicated by Buddy Murphy in the attacks on Reigns. We discuss what Rowan's motive could be and what this means for Daniel Bryan. Plus, ahead of her huge match with Charlotte Flair at SummerSlam this Sunday, WWE Hall of Famer Trish Stratus joins the show for an exclusive interview. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Because this is one of the main matches. And you know what? I am really interested to hear how loud that pop is going to be for her in Toronto on Sunday. It's different, and we're, and we're going to get into it a lot over the next couple of days, Bully. It's different when it comes to Natalia and when it comes to that match with Becky Lynch. But it's a completely different story with Trish and Charlotte. Uh, listen, she's... Hometown girl, uh, if you watch that package that they played last night, um, when Charlotte called for her highlight package and then we got the Trish highlight package, you saw Trish performing at SummerSlams that were on the same, uh, not SummerSlams, WrestleManias, that were on the same level that Charlotte had performed at. And to see Trish in those matches carrying that women's championship, it's like I've been saying here for a long time on the show, I kind of... Uh, I've not, I've never been a fan of WWE kind of forgetting about their women's division <clears throat> in the early 2000s because I thought there were a lot of legitimate women's wrestlers there wrestling for a legitimate world championship and then they decided to get into this whole Divas thing and then they wanted to kind of pretend like it never existed. Well, last night we saw that it did exist and I'm wondering if this is WWE's way of having Charlotte stamp out or stomp out everything that those women originally did to try to prove that her generation of women's wrestler is far superior 
to the women that we got uh, in the early 2000s? Because that's the way she made it seem in her promo last night. Yeah, and, and we've talked a lot about that, too, where the women's division was like a decade ago. But I think we would both agree that the women's division took a steep decline after Trish. I think the last great women's feud that you got before what we've seen with this new division and this new evolution would probably be Trish and Mickey James. And it was kind of right after that, that we started to see that decline. And how do you feel about the women athletes from a decade ago as compared to the women athletes today? Um, as far as like what we in, saw in, in ring ability. Well, again, after Trish, I think that it it was it was tough to watch at times. But what about Lita? No, I mean, I mean, after Trish, I mean, are you talking during Trish's stronghold? Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Excellent. But I I do give the advantage to what we're seeing right now. And and but and if you could put your finger on it, why? I just think it's the roster's deeper for sure. Uh, there's more emphasis on them. Obviously, we're seeing them in main events on pay per views. Uh, main event at WrestleMania, I think you're taking what like Trish and Lita were able to do and then taking it to the next level. Yeah, but you're telling me about roster depth, and that just means that there's a lot of people there. That doesn't necessarily mean that everybody there is good, and you're saying that they're being featured on pay-per-views and you know the whole evolution thing. Yeah, but if you compare wrestler to wrestler, apples to apples, mm-hmm. do you think that the women, let's take the top three women of the the Trish era, so to speak. Who would it be? Trish, Lita, and Beth Phoenix or Jackie Moore? Uh, I I think Jackie, because I think Beth Phoenix was a little bit after that. She was. You're right. Yeah, she was a little after that with Beth. Beth Beth Phoenix was, but but look at the roster right now. Obviously, Charlotte, Sasha Banks. Um, you, you have to throw in Becky Lynch. Yeah. Uh, you, you know Bailey. Bailey. Oscar. Uh, I mean, you know, you're you're you got a, a real solid women's division right now. And then you know what, even though it was only for a year, Ronda Rousey and what she was able to do for that women's division as well. Think you got uh, the women of today focusing strictly on the wrestling where during Trish's time it was 50% wrestling, 50% entertainment storylines, sometimes off the beaten track, sometimes Lita with the Hardy Boys, sometimes Trish. You know, Trish was very in, 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 involved heavily in a Vince McMahon storyline yep. that had absolutely nothing to do with wrestling and all to do with, you know, risque, soap opera-esque uh, storylines. So I think the women of today have a lot more reps under their belt, and anytime you can get more reps under your belt in that ring, you're going to be better. So you might have to give the edge to today's women dresser. I think you do because I think even what what Trish was able to do and she was a pioneer in a lot of ways I still think there was a bit of a ceiling I don't think there's a ceiling anymore when it comes to women's wrestling in the WWE especially what you've seen over the last year. I mean other than the women main eventing Wrestlemania did did the women of today do anything that was head and shoulders above the rest of what Women like Trish and Lita or Trish and Mickey James were able to do? Well, you, you, you saw like Sasha and Charlotte in, in that Hell in a Cell match, the main, that which was a, a main event on that pay-per-view. And I think that's the biggest thing. I, I would think it's more like 
the storylines like you were talking about with Trish and Vince McMahon, I think those were thrown out the window. When you look at the women competitors now, it's all about the wrestling and the matches and, and all that other stuff. And I'm not taking anything away from that. I'm not saying there was anything wrong with that. But that's been put to the side. It's really focused on the in-ring ability and the wrestling, where I don't uh, think that was the case 15, 20 years ago. Thoroughly agree. Thoroughly agree. And it's going to be interesting to hear Trish's take on the women's wrestlers from her day as compared to now. I wonder how she genuinely looks at the women now. I'm sure she's proud of them um, and what they're able to do. But when she says that she, you know, blazed a trail, I mean, she's kind of right. You know, without the Trishes and the Litas and the Molly Hollies and the Jackies, uh, the Beth Phoenixes and all those, you know, legitimate women wrestlers, you know, we might not have seen this um, uprising or this evolution-esque time for women's wrestling. And I would say... Or, or let, me, let me just say this, or you would have seen Charlotte Flair be the catalyst for everything. Yeah, I, I, yeah. And, and, and let's face it, Trish, as great as she was in the ring, I think she caught the eye of the WWE because of her modeling, not because of her That's- athletic ability. That's one hundred percent correct. They found her in the in the pages of uh, Muscle and Fitness, and they're like, "Wow, she has a look. Let's see if we can capitalize on this. Let's uh, reach out to her." And she was she was all for it. And Trish is one of those performers, male or female, that I put in my top three most improved of all time. Trish constantly got better. She worked very very hard, and you legitimately couldn't beat this girl up enough. She was constantly covered in bruises, constantly just all battered and banged up, and she wouldn't say a word. She'd show up for work the next day and be ready to go again. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the SiriusXM app. Got to get back into SmackDown. And how SmackDown ended last night bully because we get Rowan in the middle of the ring and Daniel Bryan looking confused. And you mentioned something about this that I didn't think of, but after you mentioned it, it makes a lot of sense. Obviously Samoa Joe demanded an apology from Roman Reigns. We saw Samoa Joe out there on raw when the accident occurred. So right away we're thinking, Hey, Samoa Joe is not involved in this though. He made it obvious by asking for that apology, and then Roman Reigns last night on SmackDown on the sit-down apologized to Samoa Joe. Now we're thinking, all right, because it's Rowan, it must be the involvement of Daniel Bryan. But maybe, just maybe, this has more to do with Samoa Joe and Eric Rowan. I'm trying to look down the line and think about it. Like Roman versus Rowan, I don't know. I've already seen Roman and Samoa Joe have some great physicality on the microphone to their gold because Joe is so damn good and he's such a heel on the mic that he immediately makes people want to see Roman kick the crap out of Joe. I'm not quite sure they're going to have that with Rowan unless they're just doing this as a as a one-shot deal. I, I really don't know how far it can go with them. I think that at the end of the day, you might see them come full circle and Joe got to Eric Rowan. Daniel Bryan never knew about it. 
and all the heat will go back on Joe, and we'll get Joe and Roman again. Because I think there's something there with Joe. I, I mean, I know there's something there with Joe and Roman, especially with the whole Samoan heritage. There's so much more that can be done with the family. Like, I, I don't know if they could ever get the family involved, but, you know, imagine if you could get Afa and Sika in the front row. You know, Roman's... Roman's father and his uncle and when it comes to the Samoans other than high chief Peter Maivia they are at the top of the food chain when it comes to all Samoans could you imagine Joe running them down to their face I mean it could, would, could it, you imagine Joe laying Roman out right in front of Afa and Sika see what you're doing bully is you're building a story not only building story but there's a lot of layers to this story as well why would Daniel Bryan want to have Roman Reigns attacked. Like, what's the what's the reasoning behind that? What's the story there? Uh, you know what? Off the top of my head, I don't know. I mean, the only f- and this doesn't even make sense. It, you'd have to really go back in time to that Royal Rumble when Roman went over and got in Philly and got the rub from the Rock and the people turned on him. But Daniel Bryan wouldn't be mad about that, would he? No. I don't think so. He still wouldn't be holding a grudge from that Royal Rumble in 2015. Has there been anything else from that point on up until now where Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns have had any animosity? No, uh, not that I know of. And that's never been brought up as far as that moment from the Rumble. But here's the other thing, too. Is it weird that they finished the go-home show with a story that's not going to be able to play out on the pay-per-view on Sunday? I like it because it's so different. It doesn't make sense, but it's so different. And we don't know if it's going to play out. It's not going to be a match, or at least it's not an advertised match. Maybe it's an impromptu match. Maybe Roman just uh, calls out Rowan and we get a big fight. The part that I like about this whole whodunit type of storyline is I don't know what I'm getting in SummerSlam. So now I'm going to watch SummerSlam because I know what I'm getting from a bunch of people, but I also don't know what I'm getting from Roman and possibly Rowan, and that's intriguing. And it is intriguing, and there's a lot of ways they can go, and it and it's got people talking, especially our busted open nation. Let's go out to Casey in Seattle. Casey, what did you want to say about Roman and Rowan? Yeah, hey guys, um, I just wanted to heard you guys talking about the women, and uh, they're the reason I I came back to wrestling a couple of years ago. Um, they're uh, They've been fantastic, and for the last six to eight months, like, they're the reason I tuned in. But uh, the the reason I called is um, I think this whole Roman thing is a big series of unfortunate events, and um, we haven't seen Mojo Raleigh in a long time, and his whole thing is bad luck. The one time we seen him, um, uh, Titus O'Neil hurt his knee in the match with him, and they just squashed him. Um, I, I think the the lighting falling on him was uh, was an accident, and I think uh, the car wasn't was an accident. Um, I think Rowan may have been in the area, and Buddy Murphy saw Rowan, and that's why he threw out Rowan's name. But uh, I would like to see uh, I'd like to see this be a, a Mojo Raleigh angle um, going into the future. I was curious what you guys thought about that. Uh, and Casey, thanks for the phone call. It does nothing for me. Zero. Yeah. I mean, I, I, 
Listen, they have never, they haven't really put any time or effort into Mojo Raleigh. If I find out Mojo Raleigh is behind this or has something to do with him, or it, that's a shoulder slump to me. I'm sorry, and I, I know that sounds like a slight on him, but that's that's not anything that interests me at all. Has nothing to do with Mojo Raleigh, the man. It has to do with the WWE's uh, utilization of Mojo Raleigh, the character. So uh, just like Buddy Murphy to me was a bit wonky, I think Mojo would be also. Dave, something just kind of hit me. I'll bounce it off of you. Tell me if you think it's uh, the shits or not. If you take a look at social media after Raw from last from this past week, mm-hmm. what have people been saying about Seth? More specifically, what have they been saying that Seth needs for his character right now? Some some moxie, I would say. Have you been reading on social media that fans believe that Seth needs to turn heel? Yes, a lot of people have been saying that. How outside of the box would it be if it was Seth Rollins who paid off Rowan to do it? I actually tweeted on Monday that I thought it was Seth Rollins I, that was I did behind not, I it. Did, I didn't even see that tweet. I, I did actually, not know. Oh, I, okay. actually, I actually tweeted it, and then I changed my mind. I said it was John Cena because he was jealous Roman Reigns was in the number one movie. But uh, seriously, I actually tweeted out that Seth could be behind it because going back to what you've been saying, Bully, where where, where, where are the friends for Seth? I mean, Seth getting his ass kicked last week, getting taken out on a stretcher, nobody by his side, and then another beating this week with no help from anybody in the locker room. And then these things are happening to Roman Reigns. And like you said, couple that with like that Seth has been on a bit of a slump, you would say, over the last month or so. I mean, there's a guy laying down begging for, you know, you know, you said sympathy from the week before. He didn't get any sympathy from that crowd in Pittsburgh on Monday night. You know, the whole uh, situation with not one person coming to Seth's aid, I'm hoping eventually plays out into something for Seth because you want to talk about a disconnect for me and a, and a lack of connecting the dots. And, 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 I'll, and, I'll, and I'll tell you what I mean, Dave. So not only from a couple of weeks ago, obviously, Roman could not help his, uh, his friend because he was in a fight, and Becky chose not to help her boyfriend. Why? Because I just think they're getting away from the relationship mm-hmm. storyline. But still, it made no sense within the world of WWE to me, to you, and to a lot of other people. So now uh, Brock Lesnar is standing in the middle of the ring, and out comes Seth Rollins. And you can tell Seth is battered and bruised. From the week before, he's limping, he's struggling, he has a chair with him basically to hold him up, and he tries valiantly to do anything that he can. As far as a babyface is concerned, you got to give him credit, because he tried, right? Yeah. But then Brock just starts to hand him his ass, and it's getting ugly, and it's getting bad. Not one person came out to help Seth, right? Not one. Not a fellow wrestler. Not one, and forget. let's forget about heels, because we know heels are not going to make the save. Not one baby face even attempted to save him. Not one referee came down to ringside at least to say, no, please, Brock, no, stop. Not one agent or producer came down to try to stop him. Zero. Nobody tried to stop Brock Lesnar from destroying 
one of the top two baby faces in the company. Now, I put on social media that a segment or two later, Ricochet came down to help the New Day, right? Yep. So Ricochet comes to help the New Day, but not a soul comes to help Rome, uh, to help Seth. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music, plus sports, comedy, talk, and news, they have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. Two eras collide with Trish Stratus going up against Charlotte Flair at SummerSlam. One of the marquee matchups and definitely a match we have to be looking forward to, Bully. And probably uh, other than Becky and and uh, and Natty, the, the match that I want to see when it comes to the women. I mean, I'm interested in Bailey and Ember, <clears throat> but after last night and the past two weeks, I- I'm just not too sure. I, I want to see what's going to happen when the Attitude Era and Trish Stratus meets Charlotte Flair and the Evolution Era. And, you know, the, the thing about it is in the history of this show, the history of Busted Open, we have never, ever preempted my power rankings. This is a staple at 10 a.m. every single Wednesday. But Trish Stratus will take a knee on my power rankings for at least another 30 minutes, Bully. And it saved you the grief of having to listen to my power rankings. The f- the funny part is this. You have a major star like Trish Stratus yes. about to be on our show, yep. and you're legitimately pissed because of your oh, power rankings. Well, I mean, you know. You're so selfish. I'm not selfish. But, you are. You know, very kind enough to have, like I said, an icon, a legend, one of the best to ever do it, and that is Trish Stratus, who joins us now right here on Busted Open. Trish, how are you this morning? I'm great. How are you? I'm sorry about this power ranking business. I apologize. Well, uh, you know, apolo- apology <laughs> accepted. Okay, good. We're starting off on the right foot. Trish, please don't apologize to this guy. He's an <laughs> egomaniac, and you had to hear all the smack he was talking about you before you came on. I, I will say this, Trish. I did have you number one in my power rankings, but when you preempt them, guess what? You fall off the power rankings. <laughs> oh, wow. Spoiler okay, alert. Yeah. But, but luckily, I don't care. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> very good. I love very it. Very good. Tris, honest to goodness, I mean, we are super excited for what's going to take place on Sunday at SummerSlam in Toronto. Really looking forward to hearing that crowd reaction as you walk down that entrance ramp on Sunday. It's, I think it's going to be pretty good. I, I've kind of like settled into like, yeah, I'll come back if you want, you know, one more match, but. Uh, there's a couple of things I need in place. I'm going to have to be in a town where I'll ensure maximum probability. Um, and I'll take the top female you have, and then I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, I'm Trish. excited. I mean, there's like such a great opportunity. By the way, hello, my friend. I haven't talked to you in 100 years. Hello, how are you? Hello. I'm good, thank you. <laughs> Let me ask you this. One of the things that I always talk about on the show when it comes to the guys and gals who haven't been doing this in some time is ring rust. Have you been doing anything to knock off that ring rust? Because no matter how good you are, um, that ring rust will set in quickly. And, you know, you can, you know, people can get winded in there quite quickly. So what's your training been like, if, if any? So the minute I got it booked, which was around like the middle of the month, like of last month. So um, 
I, I jumped in the ring. So, and, and anytime I obviously decide to move forward, just like, for example, when I got the call for the Royal Rumble, um, they were, you know, Mark Carano called me and said, we'd love to be a part of this. It's going to be huge. And I was like, oh, my God, thank you for the opportunity. Before I said, yes, I need to talk with my family and make sure I can, you know, arrange everything and, and, and get away and things like that. So, of course, I didn't talk to my family. I called um, this guy that I work with in Toronto. Um, he's known as El Fuego. His name's Rob. He uh, worked with Adam and, and Sully's gym and those guys back in the day. Um, and he has a ring. And I said, can, can we, like, get in the ring at some point? Because I just need to make sure I can do this stuff again. So that was my first, like, sort of, like, as soon as I get the work from WWE, it's like I, I, call, I call Rob first. Um, and then I call my mom and make sure she wants the kids that weekend. And then I call my stylist to make sure she can make an outfit. So those are my things, those are the parameters. But yeah, and so getting into a Royal Rumble was like um, kind of like a pleasant surprise because, you know, it's they always say, oh, wrestling is in your blood, but it really is. Like, it's like it, surprisingly, wrestling is like riding a bike for some reason as a, as a wrestler. As, I think you know this, right? It's suddenly it's like, oh, your body's like, I got this. Um, so Royal Rumble, of course, was just a spot. Uh, evolution when I went back that last October was uh, a tag match, so you know a few spots. It's kind of like you can kind of pull that off. This, however, is a singles match. I don't know how long it's going to be, but you know, um, so yeah, I was a little worried about stamina, but I've been in there um, literally constantly since uh, since in the mid July as much as I could, and yeah, I'm pretty happy. Like my brain was a little bit behind my body, and and what I mean by that is I do something like mm, I don't know if that did that feel good, it look good, and then I'd watch it back, and I was like, oh, okay. So, you know, your body's like, yeah, I got this, I got this. But your brain thinks you can't do it because, you know, sometimes you feel old as AAF, and, and that's that. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm, I've been happy you know, that I can say I can still, still do this in, in a closed-circuit setting at this point is all I can say, but we'll see. <laughs> all right. Well, listen, I know what you're capable of, and, and wrestling fans know what you're capable of in that ring. You, you worked at a very high level and put out some great matches, and – the women that you were wrestling, you know, back in the Attitude Era <clears throat> were great athletes. <clears throat> Trish, uh, I'm sorry, Charlotte is a superior athlete. And in my eyes, probably in the top three wrestlers across the board in the entire company. She's better 100%. than most of the men. And this is somebody that you've ne- that the likes of which you've never been in the ring with. How confident are you that you can hang with a Charlotte Flair? Um, I feel like I can see the match and how it's going to look. Um, I think there's a good story behind it. And as you know, like coming into a match with a story is, is one of the most important things and can carry a match and, and, and give a lot to a match. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, the fans, you know, you, you know what the fans expect from you, you know, like the greatest hits. And I just, I, you know, I think we've been – We've been doing some great work so far and connecting, and I think it's I think it's going to be great. I, I'm excited about for me personally as a challenge too. I love I just drive on challenge, so coming back and like working with her and like it's it's making me find more within myself and just bring my A game. And um, it's it's a little daunting at times to think of like what I actually am going to be doing in a few days, but um, I feel like I'm ready. Like I've really been preparing, and I feel like I'm mentally there and physically there. And you know, my body's like I've been I've been pleased with the response like it's been giving me. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, Trish, how is it, like, and, you know, because I know for myself, you know, I have children, I have a family, and then and then I come here to the studio, and it's it's such a, a such a, a jarring change from being home with the family and then, then doing your career. How is it for you right now? Because you've stepped, you stepped away, and then you have a family, and then now coming back into the fold. Is it a huge adjustment for you? 
yeah, it's such a, it's, wow, it's such a juggle. Like, I, I admire someone like Mickey James, who, like, has a son, you know, he's, he's four years old, and, and she's doing it, like, on a full, you know, full-time schedule, pretty much, so I, I don't know how she does it, but it's, because, it's, you know, it's like, you got to get child, it's one of those things, like, when I call, I get called for an appearance, and I'm like, yeah, let's do it, you're like, let me do this checkup, I can make sure my kids are okay, and so forget, like, you know, the, the logistics that has to happen, but it's the balance, like, I put my kids to bed, and so I've been training from nine till midnight, that's the best time that I'm available, because, you know, you're doing stuff with your family at a time, and, you know, I never want them to feel that mama's missing, you know, and it's a little bit more travel, and the two-year-old is getting, she's noticing it, and there's issues about mom guilt when you have to leave, and she's, like, crying, and, you know, but, um, you know, then she's, you know, she's, she's fine five minutes later, as you know, that kind of thing happens, too, but uh, it's definitely a big job. But, but, you know, it's been, it's kind of been like a, it's been an exciting energy to like have to manage it all and like kind of, kind of nailing it and going like, okay, we got it. And I've just been doing a countdown in my head. It's like, okay, we're 10 days away, five more days of this, I'll be fine. You know what I mean? So, and so, and I think there's like, there's a, a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, so I know I can manage this for another five days or whatever. And it'll be fine kind of thing. You know, bu- and, and bully, it, it's, it's interesting hearing that answer. Because it's so funny, as as Trish is giving me that answer, my wife is texting me about something my daughter did this morning. Like you can't get away from it. It's always yeah. in the it's always in the back of your mind. Because it's that's why it's a fascinating question to me. Because once you once you go down that road and you start the family, it's always in a, you can't disconnect from it. So I know, like here it is, yeah. SummerSlam in Toronto. You know, a huge match, two eras coming together. But it's—I'm sure at some point when you're going down that entrance ramp, you're like, "All right, where are the kids? Where's you know?" It's—it's—it's a—it's a—it's a crazy dynamic. Yeah, it has been. I mean, for sure on that ramp, I'm definitely not going to be thinking of Max and Maddie as much as I love them. <laughs> I'll tell you that. I will put that right out of my mind. But, you know, and I got my mom there and my mother-in-law. Like, we just call them the troops. I got, like, friends that drop in to distract them. Like, so they're good. They, they'll, they'll be – I know they're going to be hands, and I can just focus on work. And everyone's like, oh, are you going to bring them to SummerSlam? I'm like – no, I just, I got to go to work. I got to just go to work and that's that, you know, and I can't like have to kick around and want, because that's when you start going, oh, is everyone okay? Did they get to their seats okay? And that kind of thing. So I'm just doing my work and I'm going to be at home. That's that, you know, just the other day at the office. <laughs> Trish, last night on SmackDown, you reminded Charlotte that if it wasn't for women like you and your era, there would be no Charlotte and women like her during this era. In your interactions in the company today and within the locker room today, how do you feel that the female athletes of today look at yourself and the the women athletes from the Attitude Era? Well, um, it's almost like, you know, when you walk away from the business and you, you, you're in this frenetic, crazy pace and you don't, sometimes you never realize what you're creating behind you, right? And it's not to you do an interview here or you get an award for this or, you know, you meet that special fan that tells you how you changed their life or you read a fan mail letter. And then you start realizing, holy smokes, the stuff I did, like I left, I impacted some people. And with the girls, it, you know, and it's just because now we have the social media and we have the dot-com things and we have, you know, um, access to more things. Um, I start, start hearing how I influence this person and this person. You're like, holy smokes, really? And, you know, a lot of it is, it's, it's a lot of it is Trish and Amy. It's a lot of the stuff that we did is out there in Lita. Um, and it's, it's, it's humbling. It's like you kind of don't realize it. And then to then to go meet everyone in person, I believe the first time I really, you know, after kind of hearing this, this is, and these things come out because you retire, you go away, 
But then, then in the meantime, there are these new girls that are being developed and coming up, and so another generation is coming up. And then at that point, they're then in the spotlight, and they're then telling you how they or how they got there, what influenced them to get there. So now at this point, years later, you're hearing about it. So I think Laura Romo was the first time I went back there, and just it's it, and I guess it's the same thing. Like when we were back there, and we would see you know Sean come, Sean Michaels come, or or you know someone like a legend that you just like, oh, and even Bret Hart, like he'd come backstage and he'd just be like wow, you know, I watched you as a kid and it was just like, yeah, Undertaker even, you know, like it was just uh, surreal almost. And, and it's funny to get that same reaction and, and uh, it's cool. And it's, and, it's, and it's also just like, you just feel like I'm so happy that my work made a difference, made an impact and, and influenced some people in a positive way because I really, that's all you hope to do at the end of the day because while you're doing it, you're really just trying to make it to the day almost, right? So it's, uh, it's humbling and it's really, it's gratifying and, um, and it's special. And now I've, create a lot of good relationships with a lot of the girls where now I feel like, you know, I got them on, I got them, they're on, I got, they're on, I said, put me on your speed kind of thing and I'm there helping them and, and giving back as much as I can. And, and I love to see, it makes me so happy to see when they progress and when they're, you know, nailing stuff and, and doing really well. So it's uh, it's a nice position to be in. You know, Trish, when you were inducted into the Hall of Fame, and it's it's been over five years now that you were inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, when you were up on that stage, I'm sure you probably thought that this is it. You know, this is closing the book on, on my career and now moving forward. Did you ever think there would be a time you'd be back in the ring? No. Oh, my God. hundred percent. Like, I thought, how much more closure can you have being away for this long already? Like, at that point, it's been, I guess, three, three or four years I've been actually officially retired. And then I was having a baby. I mean, gosh, what a mom. There's no business in the wrestling world. <laughs> <laughs> which now is hilarious because we have a pregnant 24-7 champion. So, hey, it's going to change clearly. Things have changed, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and then, like, you know, so many moms, like there's so many moms now, right? There's people on the road. There's like, there's, like I mean, I think I heard Corona was going to cr- um, set up a, a, a kid room in like one of the big pay-per-views because that's what they was needed, you know? So, um, yeah, I never, I just, I, who knew? I mean, I really didn't think. And I always sort of said, like, you know, wrestling, when you say retirement, that's, a, that's a, a loose term in wrestling. But I always said if there was something that was, A, challenging, B, going to do something for someone else, um, I would consider it, you know. And, and of course, I'm, I mean, I love wrestling. It's something that it's, it's always going to be part of me and part of my life. I watch it. I follow it, even if I don't do it every day. Um, and so there's opportunities, like when this came up, was something like, gosh, this has to happen. Like, you know, Charlotte and I in the ring, like, it's just, it was just like you couldn't, couldn't, you couldn't put it together a better. So I feel like this is sort of a good final match for me because I don't think you could really do anything more than this. I feel like, hey, we got this quick shot of you uh, on Raw against, uh, you know, so-and-so. And it just, yeah, you know what? My, you just can't top that match that I had. Like, that like, feels like a good ending for me to, like, a real, a real ending. You know what I mean? Trish, um, wrestling is a business, and um, you always need to put business first. But we always want to have as much fun as we can possibly have while we're out there. We want to entertain and we want the fans to have fun. How much fun did you have back in the day? And how much fun have you had just over the past couple of weeks? Yeah. Well, gosh, you know, we, we, we had the fun together. It was so fun. And like our era was something so special. And I see that now. Too. I don't know. There was sort of like this. I don't know. It's a different camaraderie that we had back then, right? Like you can, you can tell me about it. Don't you feel like that too? Like it was like, I guess we were just all at the same point, but we all hit this high peak at the same point that we knew as a team, we were all contributing and making this really cool, special thing that's getting mainstream exposure. And I don't know. It just, um, it was, 
really special our time. Do you agree? Uh, I, I mean, I totally agree. I know much how much fun we had as uh, as an entire company. I know the fun that you know me and you had together, teaming together. At, uh, as a matter yeah. of fact, one of the discussions that I have with Dave here on the show is um, I'm a I'm a big fan of intergender uh, tag team wrestling, and I always go yeah. back to the stuff that we did back in the day. Dave, at first, uh, not at first, he wasn't a huge fan of it, but I told him if you go back and watch, and it seems like the WWE is putting their toe in the water again with intergender wrestling. They don't let the guys and gals mix it up too much, but that's one of the things that, to me, was so much fun back in the day. Did you enjoy that stuff? 100%. And I feel like it gave my, you know, character, my female character, uh, another layer because we got to do that. I mean, when you got to see... You know, me put, I mean, look, a, a turning point for my career for sure was, or, or maybe a coming of age point in my career, I guess you can call it, was when you put me to the table. You know, and that was like a big moment because it showed the fans that I was willing to put my body on the line. It showed the, my, the boys that I was willing to do that. And I know I proved something to you that night. That was what I set out to do. Um, but we, I would have never had that interaction because it, it was not allowed now. And like, think of like Kane chokeslamming me and like Big Show tossing me over the top rope. Like, you know, and even like I think of like the match I had with like the Rock and, and Kurt Angle and and, uh, and Vince McMahon, and, and I'm getting like a I gave a nut shot. You know, it's just stuff that you can't do these days. And it's like that added so many dimension to my so much dimension to my character, and uh, and just you know offered so much more. And I think that was like it's I think that's missing because it's it, you know it kind of like is like still in this you know, these are the girls, these are the boys. But at that point, I feel like back then we were just all characters. So you could pick and choose whatever character you wanted to interact, like on a video game almost, which I think is cool. So, so wait a minute. You just said something, and maybe I misheard you, but remind me. You had a match against Brock? No, The Rock. Oh, but you had a match against The Rock. I went to The Rock and I teamed against Vince McMahon and Kurt Angle. Right. Okay. Yeah. You teamed yeah. with Rocky. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I know, I mean, me, me and Lita had a main event match with uh, Triple H and The Rock, and it was like it was a main event match. It was just it's huge. It was we all interacted, and everyone touched, and it was great. You know, it was uh, you know, such so entertaining, right? To have that sort of mix. Trish, you know that Toronto crowd better than anybody, and obviously, in your match with Charlotte, you're going to get a standing ovation, and everyone's going to be excited to see you on Sunday. What do you think the crowd reaction is going to be with Becky Lynch and Natalia? Obviously, Natalia, Canadian, has a big fan base, but Becky Lynch is as hot as any character or personality in the WWE right now. What do you think that crowd's going to be like on Sunday? Well, before I answer that, I'm going to say I do think there's potential because Toronto loves her. Sure, they love me. They give me love all the time. But they also respect, you know, a, a tremendous athlete such as Charlotte, right? So I feel like we may, and they, and they like to do the woo. They, they're, they're into it. Like, you know what I mean? So I, I think there could be some woos and woos. Like, I feel like that could happen. We could have like a Rock Hogan-esque feeling. I actually think I was sitting with you, Bob, when we were watching that match together, wrestling at 18. Do you yes. remember Rock Hogan? And yes. we were sitting there like, what is happening here? We're just like, this is insane. Um, and I, I think potentially that we could see that. Like, they may want to be like, oh, we kind of want to go with those. We're gonna, they, you know, they do appreciate, like, a, you know, good athletes, and, and they respect them. So that could happen even in my match. And I'm, if they do, I'm, I'm like, full, I'm prepared for that. I think, like, whatever they're saying, I just want to listen to decibels. Whatever decibels sound we're at, that's cool. Um, I think, so definitely, you're going to see an awesome uh, pop for her when she comes out, Natty. Um, certainly, there's the Canadian love there. 
Uh, but geez, I was in that tag match on Monday, and man, the man is the man. <laughs> it, it, like there is some serious, like they're loving her, and it's and and and, and like I said, kind of love to be. Um, yeah, they 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 know that they want them to do this, Becky, and they want you to cheer Natty. So just because that's what they want you to do, they may go the other way just to do it. Plus, it's funner, and that's what everyone else is doing anyway. So I wouldn't be surprised if um, it flips, which would be kind of interesting too. Trish, other than the obvious answers like Charlotte and Becky and Sasha, are there <clears throat> is there any woman in the women's division that catches your eye that you find yourself being a real fan of? Um, I you know I, I said other than Sasha, but she's one I just I have to mention. I, I've loved her for so long. I just thought she's like she's she's something special. And um, you know we had that little moment at Royal Rumble that we we had a little, you know, a little thing there. And, and, and like to this day, it was like a year and a half ago now. People are like, that should have been the SummerSlam match. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know, but people, like we, we left an impression. And because she just, she has that thing. And I just, oh man, I just, and she's such a good worker and she has such a passion for the business. I don't think I've ever met. I mean, in these last years, she's like probably one of the most passionate people I've met who just, you know, loves her craft. Um, uh, but yeah, so I mean, I'm not, I don't think I'm, I'm around enough to, to, to watch as closely and, and give you like an answer on anyone else besides those girls. But she's one I really keep an eye on. And I think I, I know she's hopefully, I don't know, hopefully she'll be coming back and she can, you know, she's, she's ready to hit her peak. And uh, I think like the fans are ready for it as well. And she definitely is as well. Uh, Trish talking to you, now, you seem so pleasant. You're, you're not trying to hurt Roman Reigns. Are you? You weren't behind the whole scaffolding falling on Roman or the car going into Roman Reigns. Were you just throwing it I out there? Cause we're trying to figure it out. So. I thought I told you, producer, I'd rather not talk about that, though. <laughs> so what, what the hell just happened? <laughs> he's, th- he's trying to throw you under the bus because of the power rankings. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> no, just, you know, people, you know, Roman, we love Roman. No, seriously, um, th- uh, right what now. Did, wait, what did, go ahead. What have you guys thought about the, our lead-up and stuff? I mean, obviously, it was a late start. It's only been two weeks. I want to I wanna know what were your thoughts on everything, the promo the the storyline, the angles, the writing. What do you think? I want to know your thoughts. Well, I think I think Bully would agree with this. It it it. it I would have liked to see this have gone longer. Like I would uh-huh. have I would have loved for Charlotte to call you out, and then you for a few weeks being on the fence whether you wanted to actually have this match or not. Like right. I I would I would you know because you're so beloved. And you're an icon. You're a legend. I would have liked to have seen this story go a little bit longer than it did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think uh, one of the problems was I was at the cottage, so I wasn't available uh, in the beginning. <laughs> what the hell is you a know? cottage? <laughs> oh, guys. Yeah, I just realized that the cottage is a Canadian thing that you guys call, I guess you say, a cabin or something. Oh, the cottage okay. in Canada, you know, what we do is we have this great metropolitan city in Toronto. And then we drive maybe an hour, hour and a half north, and we come to this beautiful land with all trees and lakes and beautiful clean air. And there's these cottages. And when I say cottages, they're not cabins because they're not like this wooden log house. They're like beautiful cottages, like second homes for a lot of people. And that's where I was at. I was at my cottage. A lot of us do our, that's how we spend our summers at the cottage. That's what Canadians do. Well, you just mentioned, like, beautiful trees and clean air and nice lakes. Dave cannot relate to that. He's from Jersey. Oh, see, that's a oh, low sorry, blow. Dave, yeah. That's a low <laughs> blow. Yeah, You'll have to come up and, and, and visit Canada sometime, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I missed your call yesterday, Bully, because I was in my garage, you know? <laughs> <laughs> 
inhaling some, some exhaust fumes. <laughs> so, Bull, I mean, Bully, do you agree with me on that, that you wish this story went a little bit longer? Um, one of the things that we – we're critical of creative here on this show, uh, Trish. Yes. and but we, we like try, but we try to be extremely fair. Um, I agree with Dave. It would have been nice if the buildup could have been a little longer. But since you didn't have that – um, I think I would have rather have seen them say that Trish Stratish was coming back to do commentary for the mm-hmm. Becky Lynch versus Natalia match. And I think okay. I would have swerved everybody a little bit. And I think it would have been King kind of saying to you, hey, Trish, if you had to come out of retirement, who would you want to face? And then Trish Stratus would have said, well, I would want to face one of the two champions, either Becky Lynch or Bailey, because Trish Stratus is synonymous with championships. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. that's where I would have had Charlotte take exception to what you said and then come out. Because I think... Oh, that's nice. I like that. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. A couple weeks ago. <laughs> <clears throat> so I that's like back on my ski dial because yeah, there there was you know because you always wonder how do we start this, how do we kick it off, right? Here's the thing. Here's another thing. What if like there's also that thought of like the left, like you only, you only have two weeks to build it, so we can do that. I feel like that you know Flair Stratus is like a marching match, and we can you can almost be like we're putting it on the cards. You're like, no, I'm down with that. That's cool, you know, and, and not even have as much build up. But I think the less time you have, the less time you have to f it up as well. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's true, that's and I don't, true. I don't, I don't think you guys have effed it up at all. Like there was one thing last night, like you whacked her in the face, you know, yeah. and I, I was expecting a little retaliation. I was expecting something, but we got the smirk. So I, I, I'm interesting to see where that leads to on Sunday. Yeah, well, it was crazy because the crowd was like one more time, and I was like, oh, I need to make that call. Do I do it? Do I let? Do I give in to the crowd right now? Or like, or obviously they're so excited about it. Now they'll tune in on Sunday. And, I'm excited to see us go right. And you know what? I've been smacked in the face by you. You're stiff. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really the only way to go with that. Or else look good. You know this. <laughs> well, you know, I'm sure they well, would have. I've been powerbombed by you, and you're stiff. Listeners, feel free to take that any way you'd like. Wow. That is <laughs> you amazing. Know, you know, the, everybody talks about, you know, when, when they, you know, about the spot that we did where I gave you the super bomb off the top rope. But there yeah. was another time when I powerbombed you that I had forgotten about. And I drove you through that table so hard that I cringe to this day when I see it. And, and this is where I give you credit. And I've told Dave before and, I, and I've told our listeners before, you're probably one of the toughest people that I've ever seen out there because you would come to work every week with more bruises one week than you had the week before, bumped and battered and beat up, and you were extremely aggressive and just wanted to get back in there. And that's what I believe led to the level of respect you earned amongst the boys and why you stand here today as a Hall of Famer. Oh, thank you. Yeah, man, there was times where I I appreciate that. And, and, you know, that was just – I just was so eager to, like, prove that I could do this. And – um Poor Ron, my husband, <laughs> we go out. I'm like, oh man, I should really wear long sleeves because this, this guy's gonna get. <laughs> he's getting the looks from everyone, you know, with the black eyes, <laughs> and broken noses, and all these kind of things. It was kind of crazy, but yeah. Uh, but you know, I was so lucky. Like at that time, it's weird. Like I was back there, and I'm like, why is it ring empty until four o'clock? Oh, maybe they don't have a show yet. <laughs> That's part of the reason. But you remember, I mean, I was in there like as soon as that ring was up, one o'clock. I, I was in there rolling around with anyone else who would roll around with me. And, 
and give you some tips and advice and moves and, and everything. And yeah, I, just, I didn't see any of that happening, but I guess they have the PC and if they wanted to be that rolling around, they do it else. <laughs> I'm not sure, but you know, uh, I, I learned as I went, I, I had to, that was my, I guess it's, it's like a good and bad thing. Like, you know, it's kind of like, um, you either, you either you take the ball and you, you run with it and you don't. Right. So, um, I had to learn on the road and, and then luckily people supported me and helped me out. And luckily it made it to a good show by the time we were off the road and stuff and on the, on the live, uh, the, the TV show, you know? So yeah, I was like, a lot of people supported me and helped me get there for sure. Well, enjoy you know, it like, on Sunday and, and just, and just, you know, being that this is going to be the last ride, have fun and, and have one hell of a match on Sunday. And then you could go back, you know, to the cottage and drink Molson's and watch <laughs> SCTV and listen to Rush. Yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. I'm going to get nailed me for sure. Trish, thank <laughs> you very much. Oh, thank you very much for coming on. I have, one, I have one more question. Yeah. I just want to know how you thought my promo was, because I know I want to make sure that I, I, I always in front of your eyes, I want to make sure I'm improving. Did you, did you enjoy the promo this week? Because I know that uh, the week before you thought I was only fair. How do you know that I said you were only fair? I mean, maybe, maybe I listened to your show. Maybe I'm a fan of Bust Open with you. Maybe you know. I see. You know what I see? I see <laughs> a much more laid back Trish Stratus. I see a much more mature Trish Stratus. I saw uh-huh. a little bit more fire last night, but on Sunday, I want to. I want to see the fire from you that I know you truly have. I just don't think it's been brought out of you in a long time. And yeah. on Sunday, I think it'll be there because I know you're fiery on the microphone. And I yeah. think I, I think I've been getting mom Trish Stratus. I don't want <laughs> wow. mom Trish Stratus. Wow. I want the badass Trish Stratus that I know. And it's so funny that you're actually saying that. That was actually one of the directives in the, the like the very first meeting was like this. It was all about like that was a very heavy mom promo. Like, to the point, I'm like, no, 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 guys, I need to, like, we need, there's too much mom here. I, I'm here as Trish Stratus, and that's what they want to see. So it's funny that you mentioned that, because I, you know, you have to kind of, you find that balance where, like, everybody's still happy, and they get what they want, but then it's in the right direction as well. So it's funny you picked up on that, and, um, yeah, you'll be seeing that as Trish uh, yeah. on Sunday. There you yeah, go. There's no hey, other way. For Trish, sure. Trish, just for the record, I, I thought you were awesome. Just for the record. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you can say I was all right. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you so much for the time. Like I said, good luck on Sunday. Thank you. Thanks, guys. It was a pleasure. Thanks. Take care. Thanks for listening. Catch us weekdays on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.